0: Welcome to another episode of the Nest Football Show. Eddie and I coming at you live for week A of the NFL season. Eddie, I'm ready to go, man. I'm
1: ready to rumble, baby. Eddie M is in the building. Eddie Money, let's get it.
0: Alright, before we get into it, because we are ready to roll here, but sadly, well not not sadly, it's, it's a great app, but Eddie and I are just so amped up right now to get into it. Tell you about Thrive Fantasy real quick. Eddie and I use the app every week for prop bets. We hit on the two and a half touchdown interceptions for Carson Wentz. I hit a lot of money on that using the Thrive Fantasy app. Use the promo code NEST, N-E-S-T in all caps. Uh With that being said, let's get in to the NEST football show episode number seven. Hello? You play to win the game. Uh, th- playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? I'm sorry. I thought this was America. Welcome to another episode of the Nest Football Show. Eddie and I coming at you live for week A of the NFL season. Eddie, I'm ready to go, man.
1: I'm ready to rumble, baby. Eddie
0: M is in the building. Eddie Money, let's get it. All right, before we get into it, because we are ready to roll here, but sadly, well not not sadly, it's, it's a great app, but Eddie and I are just so amped up right now to get into it tell you about Thrive Fantasy real quick. Eddie and I use the app every week for prop bets. We hit on the two and a half touchdown interceptions for Carson Wentz. I hit a lot of money on that using the Thrive Fantasy app. Use the promo code NEST, N-E-S-T in all caps. Uh, with that being said, let's get in to the NEST football show episode number seven. All right, Eddie, let's get into it, my friend. Game number one of the week. We have Falcons versus the Panthers. Uh, Yeah, start us off, bud. Robbie Anderson had a pretty decent week
1: last week, 6-for-74, averaging 12.3 yards of care, a reception. And he thrived off of eight targets from Teddy Bridgewater. Had a pretty de- decent week. Um, he hasn't scored under 10 points this season, which has been really good. And obviously, like we've said in previous podcasts, that no one expected this. No one expected Robbie Anderson, who was a tenth round guy or above, to thrive like this. So obviously Anderson this week is a flex play. He is also kinda in that wide receiver wide receiver two tier. Um he's projected sixteen point three. Um people are saying he's gonna boom this
0: week, so Yeah, one of the things that's interesting about Robbie Anderson is his numbers have kind of been going down a little bit. I ha- I will say. Um, Like Eddie mentioned, nobody at the beginning of the year thought that Robbie Anderson would be the main fantasy guy for the Panthers. Everybody figured it would be D.J. Moore. But what is good to see is that D.J. Moore had 25 points last week, which was impressive to say the least, only on five targets too, so he was making the most out of his targets. But D.J. Moore has now moved into the top 15. He is wide receiver number 13. And that was something that a lot of people have written D.J. DJ Moore off. So,
1: like we say about the running backs, having volume as a receiver, kind of like what Lockett had last week with 20 targets, like... Insane. It's insane. So, you want... DJ Moore, like, yeah, he had four for 93 on five targets, but also the two touchdowns really inflated his numbers. So, I mean, and he also averaged 23.3. I know he had one of his touchdowns was a deep ball. So if you don't connect on that, like, his week wouldn't have been as good. Um, But, yeah, obviously Robbie Anderson for the value you were getting him at in rounds 10 to 12 um, versus DJ Moore who was going – my primarily as a wide receiver, too, in the fourth round, like, you got to love what you're getting out of Robbie Anderson, and obviously you've seen that this year mm-hmm. as you drafted Robbie Anderson.
0: Yeah, I don't think, you know, I wouldn't value either of these guys as wide receiver number ones. If you asked me two weeks ago, I think Robbie Anderson's a must-start wide receiver one. And But it's, it's good to see for Robbie Anderson's fantasy value that D.J. Moore isn't really taking his targets because he only had five of them. So that's something to keep an eye on. The Falcons have the worst passing defense in the NFL. So, like we said, they aren't wide receiver ones, but they're two guys that definitely need to be in your lineup, especially against a brutal Atlanta Falcons passing defense. So, a guy I want to talk about. On the Falcons is Todd Gurley. Todd Gurley did fantasy owners a favor last week when his momentum propelled him into the end zone. The Falcons lost, but fantasy owners got a touchdown. He had 22 points last week. Expect a big week from Gurley as the Carolina Panthers' rushing defense is 23rd in the NFL. Uh, Something to keep an eye on, too, is Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan's fantasy value has gone up significantly. He is the 10th fantasy quarterback. He had another big week. He had 20 points because who's back in the lineup? Julio Jones. He had 17 points last week. He's still on in the top 15. His teammate Calvin Ridley had 19, and he is the third wide receiver. So this is a really good game for fantasy owners everywhere. Um, Carolina Panthers passing defense is nothing special. So there, there, there's going to be a lot of fireworks. There's going to be a lot of points put on the board. But you want to? I think the factor in this game could be the Falcons' rushing defense. This is the sixth best in the NFL. And Mike Davis... And Christian McCaffrey could find trouble with that, especially if McCaffrey plays his coming off an injury against a good rushing defense. I would not play him this week. I would wait because this, even though those Falcons seem the record isn't good, you can't say that they have a bad rushing defense.
1: So, yeah, I definitely see uh, Calvin Ridley putting up big numbers. Uh, he scored a touchdown the last two weeks, and he has put up over 100 yards receiving in four out of the seven games that he's played. Um, or. Four out of seven games. So, obviously, like Calvin Ridley this week, he's
0: been nothing but phenomenal. Moving on, Eddie. Vikings versus Packers. Um, I have an interesting thought on this one. So, this is a really – something to keep an eye on. Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook have both been banged up. They both did not – well, they didn't play last week because Aaron Jones was hurt and Dalvin Cook was on a bye. But they've both been banged up. But these are two great fantasy running backs. And Devonte Adams – 44 points last week. He's now in the top 15 for wide receivers. Where did that come from? And you talk about Diggs and Justin Jefferson. You know, Kirk Cousins, for how bad of a quarterback he is, he is so spoiled with his wide receivers. You know, there's great fantasy options all around in this one, so I'm definitely going to be keeping a close eye on this matchup. Aaron Rodgers had a bounce back week from his pitiful uh, two-interception performance against the Bucks. He had 30, but yeah, Eddie. There's there's a lot. There's going to be a lot of fireworks. There's two high powered offenses going at it. It's it's a classic NFC North matchup. It's going to be a nitty gritty game. So obviously JJ
1: Jettas, uh, Justin Jefferson, and Thielen are going to be coming out of the gates hot this week. Um, coming off of a bye, but they do play a tough Green Bay defense who ranks tenth in the league in passing and ninth in the league in rushing. So Jefferson, who had 39.6 in week six against Atlanta, um, could possibly have a good week. It all depends on who uh, G.R. Alexander, the young corner out of Louisville, will be shadowing as he is one of the top corners in the league. So it really depends on that. Um, Do I like Jefferson this week? Like, yeah, you start him at your flex, but he has been also pretty inconsistent this year um he's put up three games under 10 points um and three games under 8 points so it's it's kind of concerning you know you see him have a good week and then you kind of get uh you're heartbroken the next week so let's see if he can put up consistent weeks here
0: yeah moving on moving on to the packers uh these are two so these these are two middle of the road defenses when it comes to rushing but for passing the packers defense like you said is 10th the Vikings pass defense is twenty third in the NFL. So Devonte Adams, he had forty four last week, so he might eat again. And we we talk about tight ends here. Rob Tanyan, he was he was the fourth ranked tight end two weeks ago. He only had nine points last week, but this is a brutal Viking secondary. This Viking secondary sucks, and 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 it's going to be the X factor for the Packers to win this game because these are two high powered offenses. So. Rob Tanyan, something to keep an eye on this week. Maybe he could have a bounce-back week, put up significant fantasy numbers like he was doing two weeks prior. So, obviously, Tanyan
1: didn't have a touchdown this week, and it got stolen by Jay Sternberger, who is currently uh, tight end 62. Who the fuck is that guy? Uh, But, yeah, I don't trust Tanyan. Um, He's been mediocre at best the last two weeks. Um, You know, if you don't have any better options at tight end, then you start him, but... Besides that, you're not. I
0: think it's a high value play though because this Viking secondary is brutal. I mean, I have Darren Waller. He Rob Tawny's on my bench, but yeah, in a 12 in a man league, you know, there's a good chance somebody has him. But no, yeah, high value for he Rob Tawny this week. He does favor
1: considering that Devontae Adams, after a huge week, will be getting the oh, majority yeah. of the attention from defense from the defense. So he could be a possible sneaky start. You possibly start him at your flex if you really want. No, fuck it.
0: that. You don't start him at your flex. <laughs> no, if, if if you have a shitty tight end situation, play Rob Tanyan. All right, moving on. Titans versus the Bengals. This is a great fantasy matchup. Two brutal defenses despite the Titans' record. People don't realize how shitty that their their defense is. So, two brutal defenses, great fantasy options. Eddie, what do you think?
1: A.J. Brown is a top five start this week. Woo! Hot take. Big boy. <laughs> Cut that. Just go, go. Um, A.J. Brown had six for 153 and a touchdown last week off of eight targets. Obviously made the most out of those eight targets, had 27.3. Um, since he's been back from injury, he's scored over 21 points. He has four touchdowns in three games. This guy's touchdown, not touchdown-dependent. But he is really um, a hot target for Ryan Tannehill, who is now quarterback eleven. Yes, sir. Which is crazy. Um, what, what What about Johnny Eddie? Johnny
0: Smith <laughs> dropped a touchdown. Yeah, had one so, point.
1: <laughs> pretty brutal on that end. He had one point nine. He had two point three in week six against Houston. So I'm hoping for a bounce back week. So my man Johnny Smith is still. Tight end five after two terrible weeks. Um, Cincinnati has the 28th best. Um, I say best. They suck. <laughs> uh, Cincinnati's defense is terrible. Um, both rushing and passing, so this could be a bounce back week. For my man, Johnnie Smith projected 10.4. Um, as long as he's getting targets in the red zone, he is a solid start. Um, still a top five tight end.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Cincinnati defense is brutal, 28th rushing and passing defense. I agree with Eddie completely. A.J. Brown and Johnu Smith are both good plays this week. And Ryan Tannehill, he's been slinging it 19 last week. It's amazing how that guy's resurrected his career. But uh, Derrick Henry, despite playing a stacked Pittsburgh defense, was able to garner 15 points last week against the best rushing defense in the NFL in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Imagine what he's going to do to the Bengals. God help their defensive ends and their nose tackles. Derrick Henry. We say this every week, but it's just it holds true. He's a man amongst boys, and expect another massive week for Derrick Henry.
1: So also a guy that you might be considering starting is Corey Davis. He had ten targets last week against Pittsburgh, six for thirty-five and a touchdown. He had fifteen point five. He's projected ten point seven this week um, with. Cincinnati's defense, like we said, he could be a good start. I mean, why not? Cincinnati sucks. So,
0: Relating to Cincinnati's offense, too, people don't realize this. Tyler Boyd is wide receiver number nine. He had 27 points last week. And this Tennessee Titans passing defense is no great shakes either. They're the 21st in the NFL. So Joe Burrow and Tyler Boyd look like great plays. Uh, something to keep an eye on, too, is Joe Mixon. He did not play last week, despite that he's still running back thirteen. He has, He's projected 19.3. He's questionable to play. This Titans rushing defense is no great shakes either. They are 18th. So, yeah, keep an eye on Joe Mixon if he's going to play. But, yeah, Tyler and Tyler and Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow had 37 last week. Both those guys are good plays.
1: T. Higgins, stardom. Tennessee is 21st amongst uh, passing defenses. Um, stardom. He had 18 the last two weeks. Um, expect nothing... Else, the only concern is he only had 5 targets, but he caught
0: all 5 of them against Cleveland. Um looks good for him. A guy we also we pronounced dead 2 weeks ago, AJ Green had has had 18 points in back-to-back weeks. Um yeah, this Tennessee passing defense sucks. So if if you are really that desperate, AJ Green is not a bad play. Uh, I apologize. He had 17 points and 15 points. So... But, I mean, he had third. Oh, my God. A.J. Green, 11 targets week 6 against Indy. 7, uh, week 7, 13 targets against Cleveland. Uh, 17 and 15 points. He he didn't get a touchdown. That's why he wasn't in the 20s. But, yeah, I mean, you know, I think you got to play A.J. Green this week. 13 targets against Cleveland and you're playing a balmy Tennessee passing defense... I mean, we're all we're we're big volume guys, Eddie, and that's volume.
1: Yeah, it's volume, but um, obviously in every game with AJ Green, you gotta consider his injury risk. Um, but he's looked good; he's gotten the volume, but it's all about how they spread the ball. It's all about how Joe Burrow spreads the football around to these wide receivers. I think they definitely have three fantasy relevant wide receivers. Um,
0: no doubt about it. Do you do you think all of them are solid flex plays this week? All three I do. of them. I, I think do. Boyd's in the wide receiver two category. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. Alright, moving on. This game could be an absolute blowout, but hey, you know, you might you might want to play Jets running back. Chiefs rushing defense, they're thirtieth in the NFL. Uh Jets versus Chiefs, Eddie, what do you think?
1: Might as well. Um they have Frank Gore who had sixty yards rushing last week compared to Perrine's 39 so against Kansas City I mean you gotta possibly start him at the flex um only if you have guys on bias who's only projected 9.4 um I'm assuming most of your teams have more options but um he went 11 for 39 with a touchdown uh the touchdown really inflated his numbers so um he's a guy you should consider um like I always say stash him on your bench um (laughs) He is only owned in 18.2% of leagues, so definitely roster him. Guy's got potential.
0: Yeah, I mean, there isn't really much fantasy advice for this one. I mean, Ty, Rick Hill, play him. Clyde Edwards, Hilaire, play him. Sammy Watkins, probably play him. Tra- Travis Kelsey, play him. Mahomes, play him. What do you think? I think Jamison Crowder, I mean, maybe.
1: All weeks he's played, he's had more than 10 targets, so... Obviously, he's a lone man in that uh, New York Jets receiving core. I mean, who else does Sam Darnold have to throw the ball to? I mean, he's got freaking Chris Herndon, who the entire freaking offseason, Adam Gase was hyping up, but he has been nothing but dismal. I mean, come on. <laughs> Chris Herndon, he's going to be the real deal. Everyone's drafting him like freaking in the 13th round, thinking he'll, he'll uh, boom, but nope.
0: All right, Ed, moving on. Lions versus Colts. What do you think?
1: Don't start any Lions. I mean, you're not starting Stafford. You could possibly start Galladay, considering the tough matchup. The Colts are the first-ranked passing defense, as well as the third-ranked rushing defense. So, I mean, Kenny Galladay coming off another good week. Every week he's played because he had an injury. Um, He's played well. He's put up over 14 points, so... Coming off that 17.4 week where he went six for 114 and seven targets, you could start him considering that he's Matt Stafford's favorite target. Um, definitely don't start Marvin Jones, like we said. But Swift is another guy that had a good week. I played against uh, the owner of DeAndre Swift, the St. Joe's prep product, <laughs> Philly native. Hawks, baby. Oh, love him. Uh, He had 27.3 in week six at Jacksonville, um, but his numbers uh, went down. He had 15. I mean, still pretty good considering he's not getting a ton of volume, but he's getting a lot of targets out of the backfield. He had four for 21. Um, Definitely enhances numbers a bit. Um, Do I start him? That's for you to decide. No, you don't
0: because he's not getting volume, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. It's a risky play. I mean, he's projected
0: 12.6, but... I mean, if, if like you're on a running back weak team, it's not a horrible play. And um, this matchup, fantasy-wise, it's a lot of mediocre players. There is not one player in the top 15 in quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, or running backs for either of these teams. But the guy I want to talk about who's just on the cusp of breaking into that is Jonathan Taylor. He's the lead back. He's the bell cow. 12 for 60 yards rushing last game. He's had 15 points in back-to-back weeks. He's running back 19. I like him. He's always a good play. Um, A guy I'm going to start, too, is T.Y. Hilton. Nah, I'm just kidding. Fuck that. He sucks. Talk about a bust, T.Y. Hilton. You know, I think- who's, who's, who's the problem, him or Phillip Rivers? Like, who's the issue? Like, I'm so confused. I mean, even he was pretty
1: inconsistent when luck was there. Um, I think it's kind of both ways. I mean, I I haven't been able to watch any of the Colts games, but I know Raider watches Red Zone, so he could probably give some insight on that. But even another guy, Kenny Galladay, he's wide receiver 48, drafted in the third round of most drafts. I mean, he's been pretty pathetic, to say the least. I mean, but Jonathan Taylor is a guy that, I know I'm switching topics here real quick. But Jonathan Taylor is a guy that has put up good numbers for, you know, his ADP in the fifth round. Yeah, I mean, Jonathan Taylor is a guy that, you know, he's put up consistent numbers, but he's like on the cusp of breaking out. Um, He could possibly do it this week um,
0: at Detroit. So we'll see. Yep. This is a – this is a classic AFC North matchup Steelers versus Ravens. Our guy, Chase Claypool, a guy we hyped up on our Instagram page, he had 0.9 points. He is out of the top 15. Juju Smith, he had a revival re- week. He had a lot of targets. But the guy who went off last week is Deontay Johnson. He took all of Claypool's targets, he had 25. 25 points for Deontay Johnson, but he's questionable this week, so that's something to keep an eye on. But, yeah, our boy Claypool had a rough week. But Eddie's guy, James Conner, who I said sucked, he is now into the top 15. Um, I'm going to have to eat my words on that one. I mean, yeah, he's in the top
1: 15, but he hasn't really he had volume. that big – Yeah, he, he gets volume, but he needs to do more with his uh rushing carries. Um He dropped a touchdown pass early in the game, um, which obviously stunk. But it is what it is. I mean, he had 14.1, 20 for 82, which is not great. He's not getting a ton of volume uh, in the passing game. He had three for 29. So he's still a start this week, obviously, as an RB1, RB2, low-tier RB1. But I don't know. I got to see more out of him.
0: Um, moving on to the Ravens, you know, we say this every week. You would think that the Ravens would be a great fantasy option. Right. But t- when, when it comes to volume and splitting the volume amongst the running backs, Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, and Mark Ingram, they all split up the carries. And none of them are good fantasy plays. um But coming off a bye, I mean, I like Mark Andrews. You know, he's tight in number five. He had 12.8. Lamar Jackson, he had 29 be- the week before the bye. He's been kind of a bust this year, but. I mean, both both those guys are plays, but I mean, I like this um, non fantasy wise. I like the Steelers to roll in this game. I don't think the Ra- the Ravens' offense is that good, to be quite honest. And they almost lost the Eagles, you know. But you have two high powered defenses in total team defense. The, the Ravens are ranked number one, and the Steelers are ranked number four. So fantasy wise, I mean. Your guys, the James Connors, the Juju Smith-Schusters, the Lamar Jacksons, the Mark Andrews of the world, those type of guys who you rely on every week in your lineup, they could have rough weeks this week because these are two great defenses.
1: I totally agree. Um, And one thing I wanted to add is Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow are ranked ahead of Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson was 25th overall in our league in the third round. Bust. I got to say bust. I agree.
0: All right, Eddie. Somehow, someway, it is Tua time in Miami. Rams versus Dolphins. I don't get it. Ryan Fitzpatrick was playing great. He was in the top 15 heading into the bye in fantasy points for quarterbacks. I don't get it.
1: (laughs) I don't. Fitzmagic time is over. feel really bad for Fitzmagic. I guess the beard didn't do him justice. He said he was Um, heartbroken. Poor guy. Poor guy. But um, obviously he was pumped up to see that Tua – will now get incorporated into the offense. When you draft a guy fifth overall, um, you expect him to be uh, an immediate impact. Um, And a guy that I've been kind of on the, you know, I haven't been a huge fan of this year, but he's put up pretty consistent numbers, especially the last two weeks, and he's getting the volume is Miles Gaskin. Currently RB20. Um, He's really established himself as the lead back in this offense. The Dolphins... Going into the season, we thought that no one was going to be fantasy relevant. I mean, you have Devontae Bus, parker every year. <laughs> but, I mean, Miles Gaskin, a guy that no one has heard of. I mean, most guys added him off waivers unless you're that team that always drafts for uh, upside. I mean, no one heard of this guy. He's still only—oh, now he's rostered in 95% of leagues, but weeks prior— he wasn't rostered.
0: He, mean, was he was also in the on... top fifteen. I didn't mean interrupt you, but he was also in the top fifteen going into the buy too.
1: Yeah, so he's definitely an interesting play this week. He's projected sixteen point three. So Miles Gaskin heard the name.
0: Yeah, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, well, we would say Fitzmagic is fantasy relevant, but Miles Gaskin's definitely fantasy relevant. But something to concern is he's going against the big boy Dar- and Aaron Donald. And the Rams team defense is fifth overall, so that's definitely concerning. But hey, it's Tua time, and we'll see how he does. I mean, I don't agree with that move. I mean, I think it's—I think the team's playing well. Fitzmagic's been great, you know. Like, I don't agree with the move. I Tua, really
1: don't. Tua has a one hundred percent completion percentage. Yeah, so he's far. two
0: for two. <laughs> but um, nine yards passing.
1: Yeah, and definitely, I mean, it's definitely shaky to say the least that Tua is now the starter. Considering that the Dolphins are second in the AFC East, it's a year that the Patriots suck. So it's like, what are you going to do? And obviously the Jets are (laughs) 0-7. But, yeah, I mean, I don't know. The Bills have kind of come down to earth, Um, losing, I believe, two out of the last three. Um, But, yeah, the Dolphins – I've been pretty good. I mean, they're better than teams like the Eagles and the Falcons. but
0: Yeah, I think it's silly when you're only a game out of first place to throw in a quarterback who's a rookie coming off a horrific injury He's still. Who knows if he's fully recovered? And you have. I would have sat him all year because Ryan Fitzpatrick. Like who's 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 he going to get a better education on how to be a quarterback in the NFL than Ryan Fitzpatrick? He's Josh McCown. Oh yeah, he's like the Josh McCown. He's like forty-one years old. He's a Harvard grad. He's a smart guy. I mean, <laughs> I mean, if you're really desperate, play Daryl Henderson. I mean. You know, it seems like he's been the guy getting most of the carries in the Rams' backfield. He had 15 for 64 last week, two receptions for 13 yards. Um, but the thing is, you never know what's going to happen because McVay could just go to Malcolm Brown and Cam Akers. But if you're really desperate, put Daryl Henderson Jr. at your flex because he has been getting the volume of a minimum. In the last three weeks, the, is the minimum number of carries he's gotten is 14. So that's that's good to see. Um, Another
1: very risky guy you could put at your flex is Devontae Parker. Um, obviously, every year he seems to boss. I mean, <laughs> he was, I believe, a top 10 pick out of Louisville. You never know how he's going to do. And obviously, Jalen Ramsey has been really proven. He's proven to the Rams that he was a great acquisition. Um, I mean, Parker had eight targets last in week six. Um, He's coming off of the bye, so he could be. Uh, 100% healthy, he is questionable. Um, but either way, I mean, if you have options at the wide receiver position, you're not starting him.
0: All right, AFC East matchup, the first-place Bills versus the third-place Patriots. Who would have thought the Pats would be 2-4? and four? Uh, Not one guy is fantasy-relevant on this Patriots offense. Not one. James White, maybe like maybe Julian
1: Edelman, wide receiver fifty eight. Get the fuck out of here.
0: <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean, you 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 go from a low powered Pats offense to a high powered Bills offense. Stephon Diggs had like his first eh kind of down week of the season, but you know he got the targets. It was more of a Josh Allen issue. You know, you know, you know, the last two weeks, Josh Allen has kind of slid out of the MVP conversation. He's still the fourth best quarterback. Fantasy wise in the NFL, but if you watch, I was watching that game on red zone and he was missing a lot of targets. So Josh Allen's just kind of converted his throws. He had a little bit of an off week, but yeah, Diggs still gets the volume, he still gets the targets. Um, Josh Allen's just got to contribute.
1: Diggs is a must start, but the only thing is Stephon Gilmore is on the other side, and like people think, oh, like yeah, they're going up against you know a mediocre defense, but they have a really good corner, obviously, like Slay with the Eagles. Gilmore with the Patriots. I mean, Diggs is a very solid player. And the Patriots defense is always known for being good. They're the fourth passing defense in the league. Um, but Diggs, you know, obviously has been getting a ton of targets this year. And the connection usually is good with Josh Allen. Obviously, they started the year hot. Um, a guy that I want to talk about, not getting really any volume, but he had uh, 10.2 points was Zach Moss. Um, just someone to have on your bench. I mean... Singletary sucks, so until they decide to give the job over to Moss, um, I would keep him on your bench and kind of see. He also is only rostered in 41% of leagues. league, so if he's there, go grab him maybe. Um, he's a young rookie talent, so definitely keep an eye on him for
0: Moss. What do you think about Devin Singletary? Trash. Yeah, I know, dude. His volume's gone way down. He only had eight carries for 29 yards last week. Volume's gone way down. Six points. And, I mean, another guy that has kind of
1: snuck into the top 20 is Cole Beasley. He had 22.2 last week. He really took advantage of his 12 targets, um, catching 11 of them from on 12. Um, No touchdowns, unfortunately. That's the only problem with Cole Beasley is he's not getting a ton of red zone targets um, considering his size. But Beasley's been hot. I mean... Besides week one, where he put up 9.8, he has not put up a week where he's been under 10 points. So obviously Beasley only rostered in 55.4%
0: of leagues. He's going quick, so go grab him. I wish he was available in our our league because, you know, he was getting a lot of targets. You know, whenever Diggs is having a rough game, Beasley's always there. Twelve targets for Beasley—that's nuts. This
1: could be a really good week for Beasley considering that Diggs will be getting the attention from Gilmore. It's a
0: tough passing defense, though. That's the only thing. It's a tough passing defense, but, you know, when when you have two great great wideouts, you know. You know, digs, like you said, a lot of attention. So that could open things up for Beasley. I want to talk about Baker Mayfield real quick. Clutch. Absolute clutch. You know, I, I'm a big Baker Mayfield guy. And for him to bring the team back like he did last week, to throw a dime in the end zone to Peoples-Jones to win the game, much respect for that guy. But a guy we got to talk about, running back number six in the NFL. Who would have thought? It's the wife-beater himself, Kareem Hunt, 19 19- Point two last week. Uh, A big week for Kareem Hunt, and it could be even a bigger week for Kareem Hunt because the Raiders are 26th in total team defense in the NFL.
1: I mean, yeah, Raider. I mean, obviously, Kareem Hunt has been phenomenal. I mean, poor Nick Chubb owners. um, Drafted him real high. Sucks, but you kind of saw it coming. I mean, not the injury, (laughs) but...
0: Dude, what also sucks is, too, like, Kareem, you, were you seeing... obviously saw the ACL coming.
1: <laughs> you saw a down year coming from him, especially
0: with the pressure of Kareem Hunt. He was in a contract year, too, when he tore his ACL.
1: Ugh, that sucks. Uh, but Nelson Aguilar, who is now one position <laughs> positional rank ahead of Kenny Galladay, had a big week, 21.7, 5 for 107 on nine targets. Derek Harr likes him. I mean... In his last in the last four weeks they had a buy in week six he said 14 14 and 21.7 he should be rostered. he's only in a whopping 3. oh oh
0: my god I might actually have to pick him up that's that's like a good pickup. I mean, I don't think he's
1: going to be shadowed by Denzel Ward. Um, but he's No, not well. I think
0: I think he will be shadowed by Denzel Ward because Ruggs hasn't been that great this year. Ruggs has been horrific. But, but they also got to watch for Darren Waller in the middle of the field.
1: Imagine if they put Ward on Waller, that would be They
0: dude, they honestly should put Ward on Waller. He is Darren Waller is a as a wide receiver who happens to play tight end. He is the third ranked tight in the NFL. He had 17 points last week. His body type he is such a unique body type, you know, like better body type than Travis Kelsey and George Kittle on for pass catching wise. He's Damn. he's just quick. He's he's quicker than Kelsey and Kittle. He is. He's he's an animal, and he got and he got that big contract. And he is it's that big contract that he signed. It's really paying off for Mike Mayock and the Raiders. Yeah, I
1: definitely like their front office uh, with Mayock and. Cruden, cruden, <laughs> baby. Um, but yeah, Darren Waller been has been amazing. Uh besides week three when he had only four targets, he's gotten the volume. Um and yeah, he's last four weeks, including the bye, he's done well. Um, fifteen point eight. Uh in back to back weeks, and then he had seventeen. Waller is a must start in any format. Period, end of story. He's a
0: flex play if you have like a good tight. Like 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 let's say, for example, you have like Mark Andrews and Johnny Smith fucking play Waller at your flex. I would do that because mm-hmm. Waller Waller will get you fifteen a week. I'm telling you, dude. They 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 should put Denzel Ward on him. They they should honestly. I mean, I don't know if they should, but like, I mean, I, it wouldn't surprise me if like Den Denzel Ward heads over to the slot to try to keep up with Waller because he's quick as fuck. People don't realize that.
1: I mean, who do they even have in that receiving core besides
0: Aguilar and Ruggs? Nothing. Darren Waller's the main target. He'll he'll get he'll get eight to ten targets a game and fifteen fantasy ones. I'm telling you, play him at your flex if you have like a Mark Andrews or a Johnny Smith on your team too. Play him at your or like or Zach Ertz, like play him at your flex.
1: Josh Jacobs, RB fourteen. Uh had a whopping ten for seventeen. Uh wasn't great, but he was going up against Tampa Bay's defense, which I own kind of sucks. Um, Had them, did well, but then obviously Josh Jacobs did shitty. You know, he's very drafting him fifth overall ahead of Alvin Kamara. has been a mistake to say the least, but he still has been pretty good. I mean, I think it was just a down week for him. He's going against Cleveland who
0: 31st Team oh, defense.
1: Josh Jacobs, top five start. <laughs> <laughs> no, don't I mean he's getting the volume. Uh hopefully he gets more oh than ten God. carries this week, but projected eighteen. He is my RB1 this week. Um in my on my team with Connor. Uh Antonio Gibson obviously has a bye, which
0: sucks because he Um something that's concerning though is the Browns rushing defense is fifth in the NFL. So Josh Jacobs could have another down week. But, hey, Darren Waller, could Darren Waller, Ruggs, Aguilar, like like we said, they could have big weeks as the Browns have the 30th best, well, I say best, but the 30th ranked passing defense in the NFL. So Ruggs, Aguilar, Waller, play them all. <laughs> play them all. Play them all. This Browns secondary is brutal. It's
1: kind of concerning. I mean, it was concerning from the start uh, for the Browns passing offense. But who's going to take the target share away? Um, Who's going to take advantage of the target share opening considering that Odell is out for the year with an ACL tear? Um, Could it be Jarvis? Could it be Peoples-Jones? I mean, who knows? Um, Didn't
0: Peoples-Jones have two touchdowns?
1: He had one. He had around 14 points. Gotcha. But... You know, obviously sucks for Odell. Um, Was having a good week ever since the Dallas week where he had 38.4. He's just gone downhill. So sucks to say the least for him, but maybe Landry could be a flex. Um, But yeah, sucks for Odell.
0: I think it's going to get... I think him going out really hurts the Browns' defense because Baker Mayfield, despite how clutch he was, he's been shaky to say the least this year, and now everyone's going to be keyed up on Jarvis Landry, and now people are going to know, okay, Kareem Hunt's been great this year, they're just going to want to feed Kareem Hunt now because they don't have Odell, and that doesn't bode well either, plus Baker Mayfield, inaccuracies have been an issue this year, so it could really hurt this Browns offense with him tearing his ACL because it could really hurt Kareem Hunt's fantasy value, like severely hurt Kareem Hunt's fantasy value because, like, the Browns already handed the ball off a crap ton as it is. So, Yeah, I mean, they're, the only way
1: for Kareem Hunt to succeed in this offense is obviously through good O-line play, but also if they have a balanced offensive attack. So I totally agree with what you had to say.
0: All right, Eddie, moving on. Chargers versus Broncos, what do you got? Drew Lock's back, but
1: he's not been good, to say the least. I mean, 14.8, 60% completion percentage. They threw the ball 40 times against Kansas City. Um, a defense where their passing defense is one of the worst in the league, so pretty concerning. Jerry Judy also sucks. Um, probably close to dropping him. Wide receiver 62. I think he's going go to go the grave of Michael Gallup. <laughs> but um Rip. yeah. Well, 5 targets in week 6 at New England and only 4 in week 7. Um only 4 points last week. Uh, but I have to start him considering that Terry Scary Terry is on a bye unfortunately. So, and and Fant, I mean, Noah Fant um came off injury a couple weeks. Um this was his first week back. He had 6.8, seven targets. Looks good. The volume's there. Um I think he just needs a week to kind of get back into the groove of things as he missed um week 6 at New England. But after all the adversity, I mean what adversity is no fan-faced. I mean, he had that ankle against oh, okay. uh, the Jets. I wouldn't call I mean, it adversity. It's just like it's just like
0: part of football. He had an injury. Yeah, true. Um, <laughs> we're we're fucking keeping that, and that was funny. <laughs> but uh, um,
1: yeah. Expect Fant to be a borderline starter this week. I mean, ten point three projection. But let me talk about this. L.A. Chargers offense. Uh, Mike Williams. Just kidding. Justin Herbert. <laughs> um, Justin Herbert lit it up on my bench. <laughs> Nice. Uh, 27 for 43. Not great. But, I mean, if they're throwing the ball a lot, Raider, that is a good sign for fantasy quarterbacks. 347, three touchdowns. He also had nine carries for 66 yards and a touchdown. Four total touchdowns, 41 points. Looked phenomenal. Um, Would you say he probably is one of the best offensive rookies in this year's draft? I mean, come on.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, definitely.
1: And not to mention again, to mention this again, because now we're talking about this game, Justin Herbert is now ranked ahead of the consensus number one overall quarterback this year, which was Lamar Jackson. Crazy to say. Wild world. Wild world. Him and Joe Burrow. Crazy. Justin Herbert starting this week in my league over Stafford. um, 21 points projection. Keep the kid hot.
0: Yeah, Ed, you got to play Justin Herbert. Uh, circling back to the Broncos, our waiver wire pick of the week, uh, Tim Patrick, eh, 3 for 44, 7.4 points, 4 targets. He's Boring. Qu- Yeah, he's, he's questionable. Sorry, we apologize for hyping him up. But a guy I want to talk about coming back, he's coming back from a DUI, is Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Melvin Gordon, I mean, look, 17 for sixty-eight, one touchdown, twelve fantasy points. Um, look, that's that's nothing. He's not gonna set the world on fire, but seventeen carries, at least he gets the volume. And it's good to see coming back from, from a DUI, uh, he was able to get seventeen touches. So I mean, yeah, start him start him, you know, he he gets the volume.
1: I totally agree, but it's very disappointing. It might be a heartbreak, uh, when a player gets that much volume but he only puts up a certain amount of points. Um, like Gordon did last week with twelve. Um, Keenan Allen, thirteen targets last week against Jacksonville, twenty-two point five. I'm starting him this week. Not on my team, just in general. You guys start him. Projected seventeen point eight. Got to start him. Um, Ten for one twenty-five last week.
0: And this could also um. This is two offenses that aren't that high powered as it is. So, and both these, the Broncos defense is ranked 13th and the Chargers defense is ranked 14th. So this could be a low scoring game and all your fantasy options might not perform the way you would expect them to this week.
1: I don't think Herbert's getting stopped, though. You're not fading on Herbert.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I agree. No, I'm I'm referring to, like, the Tim Patrick's and Keenan Allen's of the world. I'm not referring to Justin Herbert. I think Justin Herbert's I, – I, I think he's a superstar. He's he's good for 20 every week, I think. Totally agree. All right, this is going to be a good football game. Saints versus Bears. And I just want to mention Alvin Kamara is an absolute god. 22 points again last week. He is still number one running back in the NFL. He's He's great. You know, I mean – I don't think there's a better fantasy option out there than Alvin Kamara. You know, he's just solid. He's he's good for twenty points every week. But Allen Robinson, he is wide receiver number eleven. He only had eleven points last week, but that was an off week for Nick Foles. But I don't know how I feel about Allen Robinson this week because the Saints' passing defense is ninth in the NFL, and Nick Foles looked like Nick Foles last week. He looked shaky. And there's already talks about Mitch Trubisky coming back in, but it's Foles' job for now, which I completely disagree with that decision, by the way. But that's definitely something to keep an eye on, is how is Allen Robinson's production going to do against an above-average Saints passing defense?
1: I totally agree. Allen Robinson, only four targets. He caught all four, four for 70. Pretty good week, considering he only got four targets. Um, But he will be getting shadowed by Marshawn Lattimore. Um, one of my favorite corners in the league, so... And obviously, he's really fucking good. Um, and he's also questionable, so watch out for that. Um, but I think he is going to play this week, as I say.
0: Also, David Montgomery's been a tease. He's projected high every single week. You know, he's he'll, he'll give you anywhere from 10 to 14 carries. You know, he had 13 the week prior, 11 last week. Uh, this is a good Saints defense, but I don't know. I'm... Um, If you're desperate, put David Montgomery at your flex.
1: I mean, he's better than Le'Veon Bell. (laughs) Um, And he was obviously drafted after Le'Veon Bell. Um, But, I mean, if he's getting the volume... uh, I wouldn't call that volume. Yeah, it's shaky volume. Like, he got 19 at Carolina, but I guess we're just picking games out of thin air. Um, He's been you know his average yards per carry 3.4 3.1 2.9 2.7 etc so i'd say you start him cuz he's projected 17 but he could definitely have a down week
0: all right Ed. seahawks versus 49ers a big matchup in the NFC West in the loaded NFC West how are we feeling about this one
1: I mean, I'm sure feeling good if you're a Tyler Lockett owner from last week. Fi- 20 targets. like that, that, I mean, the last person to really have a week like he did in fantasy was Julio Jones when he had 300 yards receiving. Uh, obviously, Lockett made the most out of his 20 targets. 15 for two hundred fifty-three 53 points. Um, He also had three touchdowns, so obviously he's a must-start this week. I mean, he's wide receiver, number two, projected 19.5. If he's not in your lineup,
0: you're silly. And something about Tyler Lockett, too, is he always gets the targets, but his co-star, DK Metcalf, had a down week. You know, he had a big touchdown run that would have ended the game that got called back, but... He is still wide receiver 15, despite only having two points last week. At one point, Tyler Lockett and DK Metcalf were both in the top five in fantasy PPR. You add Russell Wilson, who's the MVP right now, in my opinion. Wilson, Metcalf, Lockett, they are all lethal fantasy options, and expect there to be more of an emphasis on Tyler Lockett this week after the 55-point performance, which could open things up for DK Metcalf.
1: I totally agree. Yeah, I was going to point that out um whenever a player does as well as tyler lockett he is now the number one receiver um for this week against san francisco so
0: richard sherman has a chance but so yeah something to keep an eye on we talk about how good this tyler lockett russell wilson dk metcalf connection is but the 49ers have the 8th best passing defense in the NFL. So that is definitely something to keep an eye on. It will definitely be an interesting matchup, to say the least. Um, also, normally we would say Chris Carson got a plane. He's been great this year, but he, is, he got hurt last game. He's questionable. And the guy who came in to replace him, Carlos Hyde, is also questionable. So who knows what's going to happen with these... Seahawks running backs. A guy you got to look at. Rashard Penny too is out. So who knows what's going to happen? All these Seahawks Thomas rolls. <laughs> Tom Yeah, Thomas Rawls Honestly, all these guys are hurt. So we talk about DK and Tyler Lockett. I
1: don't Lockett. think he's on
0: the team Well, yeah, whatever. <laughs> we, we 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 talk about DK and Tyler Lockett both having a big week, but you know, it might be tough for them as who who knows who's going to play running back this week for the Seattle Seahawks.
1: I mean they're probably just gonna pass it fifty times like they did against Arizona. It's gonna be a
0: good game in my opinion. Twenty targets for Tyler Lockett. Absurd. Absurd. Insane. <laughs> um see uh San Francisco, I don't really have anything. Raheem Mostert, he's still banged up. Um George George Kittle. Play him number, he's the number two tight yeah, end in the projected NFL. 20 this week, yeah. And you got to play George Kittle. <laughs> I, mean, I, mean, well.
1: I mean, talking about body structure, like Rader was talking about earlier, um, George Kittle is a man amongst boys, yes, and I right. say boys <laughs> like this guy is a freaking tank. Um, you start him without a doubt.
0: All right, Eagles Cowboys Sunday Night Football. Uh, Starting with the Eagles, Carson Wentz, another big fantasy week. He is now quarterback number seven in fantasy, and you know why that is? Because he's got a guy by the name of Travis Fulgham, who right now is on pace for 1,200 yards. What a world. The pride of Old Dominion, Travis Fulgham. (laughs) The walk-on. The walk-on at Old Dominion. And Greg Ward's been great, and guess who's coming back? Jalen Rieger will be back this week. He's on track to play, according to Coach Doug Peterson. So uh, it's good. It's a good time to be a Carson Wentz owner. A great time, actually. He's got three legitimate wide receivers all playing. And at tight end, Richard Rodgers looked great last week. So if, totally. if if you need a tight end, Richard Rodgers
1: is not a bad play. Not a bad play at all. I mean, Jalen Rieger coming back is huge for Carson Massive. Wentz, but he's still going to be running for his life. The O-line sucks. But Fulgham, unbelievable, man. The story of him is absolutely amazing. But that's not what we're here to talk about. Um, The last three games for Fulgham, he's had over 10 targets. So obviously he is the most reliable um, wide receiver in this offense. I also saw a crazy stat um, that Travis Fulgham is one of the most quarterback-friendly receivers in the league. Um, He's the highest QBR when thrown to. So, obviously, Carson Wentz loves him, and Dallas' is defense 32nd. They're the worst consider, defense in the NFL. <laughs> I mean, you saw what Terry McLaurin did last week against Dallas, literally going right by Trayvon Diggs after Trayvon was talking smack, the play before some shit. But, anyways, every freaking receiver that goes against Dallas ends up blowing up. So, look at Christian Kirk, a guy that's literally irrelevant in fantasy, had a 80 yard touchdown. So the sky's the limit with Fulgham. I think Fulgham will have way over his th- uh, 14.3 projection. I think he has another week or he has like 22 to 31 points. I mean,
0: oh, yeah, because this the cause sky's this, the limit. Because the Dallas defense is horrible. Um, what do you think about the Cowboys wide receivers? Because CD Lamb's kind of been diminished since. Dak has been hurt. Amari Cooper still hanging tough in the top five in fantasy PPR wide receivers, but he had 15 last week. I say you know you start Amari Cooper, but I'm not playing CeeDee C. Lamb this week. Not especially at all. if Ben DiNucci's a quarterback. Yeah, I mean, the Italian Stallion. <laughs> the I Italian Stallion say. Ben DiNucci.
1: <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, obviously Cooper, um, especially CeeDee Lamb's fantasy value, has gone down the drain. Um, it sucks, but it is what it is. Um, Dallas... Is passing numbers as well as their points per game has gone down drastically without Dak Prescott. But honestly, in the games that Andy Dalton has started, uh, you know he's kind of relied on Cooper. Ten targets in Week Six during that blowout loss to Arizona at home, and he also he caught seven to seven targets um, for fifteen point five. Yeah, you still start Amari Cooper until uh, proven otherwise. Um, but C D Lamb is a no go this week.
0: Zeke, uh, Zeke feed me. <laughs> play him. Play play Zeke. But this Cowboys offensive line is brutal, and the Eagles D line is great. Alpha Bravo Squad. Um, but yeah, I, I mean you still play Zeke. I'm actually trying to trade for Zeke right now. I'll let you guys know that. I'll let you guys know how that one goes. But um, all right, Eddie, the last game of the week, Monday Night Football on the Worldwide Leader, Bucks versus Giants. Uh... I'm a Ronald Jones owner. I played him. He had ten points, but I'm concerned because Bruce Arians likes going with the hot hand at running back, and Leonard Fournette ate into his touches last week. Ronald Jones had six rushes in the first five minutes, and then he dropped a little screen pass, and I didn't see him on the field till like the third quarter. So that's something to be concerned about. You know, Ronald Jones had two big weeks before last week where he had ten points, but. I don't know, he didn't get the volume like he's been getting. He only got 13 carries, so that's something to keep an eye on. But speaking of volume, Gronk is back, folks. He moves into the top 15 in the tight end rankings for PPR. 17.2 last week, and his boyfriend, Tom Brady, had 40.1 last week. You know, I mean, the Bucks are, I like the Bucks fantasy. I like the Bucks with fantasy options, especially when Antonio Brown comes back. Jesus Christ, dude, Tom Brady could be lethal.
1: I mean, it all depends on how Antonio Brown will act on and off the
0: field. I could.
1: Totally agree. But Chris Godwin out this week. Um, he fractured his left index finger. Um, sucks, considering being an owner of Chris Godwin. He's only played in four games this year. But he did have a bounce back week. So for the future, when he does come back, 23.8 in week 7 at Las Vegas. Um, unfortunately, he's hurt But. You know, he's been kind of a disappointment. Um, but when he's been on the field, he has been getting the volume. Seven targets week one, six targets week three, seven and nine, and six week six and seven. So who are they gonna throw the ball to? Mike Evans, who is out of the top fifteen? I mean
0: Mike Evans has been at least with Godwin, he's been disappointed, but he's getting volume. Mike Evans is not getting volume. Four targets combined in the last two weeks, two points in week six, five point seven points in week seven.
1: Yeah, and he's been healthy every game. Uh, this could be a big week for Gronk. Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. Feed him. Feed Gronk. Tight end 11. Um, yeah, coming off two great, great weeks uh, where he received both eight targets. He's a must start. Totally agree of what you had to say about the hot hand with Bruce Arians and this Tampa Bay rushing offense.
0: It's annoying because Bruce Arians is such a gut coach. You know, same same with McVeigh. Like, they're both guys who tend to go with their gut, and I don't know, I'm probably not going to play Ronald Jones this week. Um, what do you have to say about the Giants? I don't even have anything.
1: Uh, I mean, Sterling Shepard came back uh, from injury versus the Eagles. Obviously, it was huge for Daniel Jones. Um, he had 17.9 points, 6 for 59, 8 targets, and a touchdown. Um it depends. You know, you're going to get up against the best fantasy defense um, in Tampa Bay. Um, so it depends. But would I start Sterling Shepard this week, possibly at your flex, projected 12.1. But if you have better options, go with it. Um, his value uh, has gone up since his performance at Philly. But it's concerning considering he hasn't been on the field. Yeah, hasn't really proven himself yet uh Slayton Derry Slayton um a guy that really started off the year hot with 28.2 um has kind of been shaky had 4.3 against Philly he's kind of been known as the wide receiver one in this offense um but in a game where you would think he would get more targets he only had four um against Philly caught two of them I mean Daniel Jones is very shaky um But Slayton is a guy I'm not starting.
0: Uh, Danny Dimes. Oh, did you see Danny Dimes and Saquon got caught partying? They might not play this week because of COVID because they broke. Well, Saquon's hurt, but, like, Daniel Jones was seen partying with Saquon in New York, so. Yeah, well. That sucks.
1: That stinks. Um, But Daniel Jones didn't have a bad week, 20 for 30, two touchdowns, uh, 187 yards passing, and obviously the meme with that – Ninety some yard run. Where the internet
0: did its work on Daniel Jones.
1: Oh my god, um, he's a fast bull. Have you seen some of those uh, comparisons between him and some other other wide receivers?
0: I think he leads the NFL in rushing yards.
1: Yeah, I'm pretty mean, sure he does. <laughs> he's definitely leading that backfield um, in he's rushing white, yards this white season. Boy. He has 31 carries for 296.
0: <laughs> Wait. Look up what Kenyon Drake's rushing yards are. Oh my god! I would love to end the show on this if he has more rushing yards than Kenyon Drake. Come on! Damn it! He's 512. Uh, really? Yeah, I'm surprised. How does Kenyon Drake have 512 rushing yards?
1: Um, maybe because he's getting this amount of carries every game. He's,
0: what's his running back ranking? God, 21. God, he sucks um expect
1: Kenyon drake to miss a few weeks by the way thank god
0: i hate that guy
1: uh you you anything else i'm good nope all set boys and girls if you play <laughs> fantasy um yeah that's a wrap with the nest football show episode number seven
0: thrive thrive fantasy you want to bet with them promo code nest n-e-s-t N- n- e- oh and <laughs> oh my god that was horrible you want to bet with him promo code nest n, n- e s t uh follow us on Instagram at nest sports follow Eddie Martin at Eddie twenty two underscore right yes sir and then follow our boy Powinator our buddy Evan who's been making great content for us um p o w a
1: n a t o r it's a tough one but <laughs> no definitely it's not a
0: tough one <laughs> Powinator. Powell- <laughs> <Here. laughs> nice spelling eddie um all right take take care guys stay safe